Welcome to Wyoming Valley Church's podcast with Pastor Todd Walker. Hey everybody, I hope you're doing well today. It is September 9th. Today we are headed near the season of fall, my favorite season. We want to continue our series of podcasts called Mind Fitness, seeking to get our minds more fit and healthy than they have up to this point. And one of those things we need to do is change your perspective and think about the proper things. And that's what we're going to seek to do today as we talk about distracting lights, distracting lights. The other day, my son and I, along with my father, went to a minor league baseball game. And we typically go to a few of these every year because it's only 15 minutes from us and they're enjoyable and and it's a good time. We went this particular night because one of the big-time Yankee stars... Um, this is the Yankee minor league team that we go to. One of the big-time Yankee all-stars, his name is Glaber Torres, uh, was injured or was coming back from an injury. Typically, when this when the players will come back from injuries, they'll go down to the minor leagues to rehab, do a few rehab games before they actually make it make it make their way back up to the big leagues to play uh, actual baseball in the big leagues. So sometimes big-time stars like Glaber Torres and Aaron Judge will find themselves in Scranton, Pennsylvania, playing some rehab games in our backyard. And so on this particular night, Glaber Torres, who's a big-time all-star, was playing for the uh, scranton Wilkesbury Rail Riders, and we had the chance to go see him. And I thought there was going to be a pretty big crowd because of Glaber Torres being down, but I don't know if it was the weather. We'd had a lot of rain lately. Uh, we went to the game, and the crowd really wasn't that big at all. My son went with us, and he was pretty excited to go to the game because Glaber Torres was going to be there, and he's he's a fan of the Yankees and Glaber and likes to collect baseball cards, things like that. So so he made sure to bring one of his hats and a Sharpie uh, just in case, on the off chance, he could get Glaber Torres' autograph. Well, wouldn't you know, we went to the game, and the crowd really wasn't that big, and, and right where we were sitting is where Glaber Torres was practicing throwing the ball back and forth to another player. So I told Haddon to go down by the by the fence, by the edge of the seats, and just kind of you know wait there and see if Glaber Torres made his way over to the crowd and would give some autographs. Well, that's exactly what happened. Glaber finished his throws, his practice, and he he made, he made like a beeline to where my son was, by the fence, by the bleachers that we were sitting in, and uh, Haddon had his sharpie in his hat already. He was excited for Glaber to come over and possibly get his autograph, and Glaber made like a beeline right over to my son and. Um, some lady put something in front of Glaber's face for her daughter, and so Glaber signed hers first, but then my son was second. And he pulled his hat out and got his Sharpie out and gave it to Glaber Torres, and Glaber Torres signed his autograph on his hat. And my son was thrilled because that's just an exciting thing to experience. He came up and was showing us the hat, and we were taking pictures and things like that. And I thought about this going, man, that's kind of cool for my son. That's kind of exciting. But I was, I don't know if your mind is works like mine does, but I was sitting there going, man, you know, I saw my son for a while just beaming at the fact that Glaber Torres signed his hat and what a cool experience that was. But after an inning and a half and hadn't, had moved on to the things, <laughs> the luster of that autograph wasn't quite there anymore. He just put the hat on his head and kind of forgot about it and uh, was more concerned about getting popcorn and cotton candy, <laughs> things like that. And, and the luster of that moment wore off. And I thought about that going, man, isn't that how the world is? Isn't that how the world is? You can't get too excited and give too much praise to anything in this world because the luster wears off so quickly. And Glaber Torres is a big-time baseball player. He's a star. It was exciting to meet him and get his autograph. 
But it wasn't big enough to keep my son's attention for longer than an inning. And I noticed that even with my child, that even though that's probably the coolest experience he's had with a so-called celebrity, it wasn't that big to him. It didn't last that long. And I thought about the, the world that we live in and the, the so-called stars that are amongst us, how they seem to be in comparison to the true light. And so we're going to call this podcast today Distracting Lights. Gleyber Torres that night, and I, I, I don't mean to speak against him at all. I don't know Gleyber Torres at all. But he was a distracting light. He was a distracting light. It got me distracted. It got my father and my son distracted. Uh, we were excited to see him. But we all realized that we can't give him too much praise because he's not a true light. He's a distracting light. Everything in this world, not just Glaber Torres, everything in this world, including you and I, are not true lights. Now, if we belong to Jesus Christ, we can reflect the true light, and that's what makes Christians special. Because we are near Jesus, we can reflect his glory to this world. But you and I, on our own, are not amazing creatures. We're not amazing people. In fact, we're sinners on our own. We're, we're worthless. I mean, fire tinder for, for, the gate, for the gates of hell, for the, for the fire of hell. And so I was thinking about this with Gleyber Torres. We can't give him too much praise. We can't give him too much honor. And then I was thinking about my Lord, my Lord Jesus. And it wasn't long before I quickly jumped to the fact that we can't give him too much praise in, in the sense that we can't give him enough praise. I, I, was, I was drawn to this passage in Psalm 145, verses 1 to 3. Let me read it. It says, I will extol you, my God and King, and bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you and praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. Man, that is just powerful to read and to think about. That although Gleyber Torres, it's, it's, it's not wrong to be excited about Gleyber Torres and to see him and get his autograph, but we have to curb our excitement and our praise for people, for things in this life, because they're distracting lights. They're not the true light. They're not worthy of all our praise. They're not worthy of their name being exalted forever and ever. They're not worthy for me to praise them every day of my life. Their greatness is not unsearchable. So I don't pick on Glaber Torres too much because, again, he's probably a fine person in his context. But um, I want to think of some other distracting lights, things that we sometimes give too much praise to because it's not worthy of that much praise. Here's another one that is more generalized, uh, celebrities, celebrities of all genres, whether it's music or sports or movie, <laughs> excuse me, movies and TV shows. If we give celebrities praise or too much praise, it's wrong. It's off balance. It's not supposed to be that way. They're not deserving of that. No celebrity is deserving of that. I don't care how great a celebrity is in your mind. If you give them praise or too much praise, it's wrong. It's out of balance because they're not worthy of it. They're sinners. You're not supposed to give sinners that much praise and that much honor. You're just not. That has to be curbed. In fact, we know a lot of celebrities who live their whole lives in greatness. And at the end of their life, something tragic marks their reputation. And I can think of a couple examples in my mind. I don't need to say their names, but you can think of your own. Who have been tarnished. 
by something in their life that they did and it came out at the end of their life and their entire reputation is tarnished. We cannot give celebrities too much praise and honor and worship. They do not deserve it. They are not deserving of our praise that highly. So we need to curb it. But so are hobbies, things that we enjoy doing. We cannot give our hobbies too much praise, too much time, too much worship. It's frail, it's futile, it's earthly, it's temporary. You could even say that about close relationships in this life. I cannot, even though I love my wife and I, I really praise my wife a lot, she too is not as great as my Lord. My relationship with my children, their relationship with me, my wife's relationship with me, I certainly am not worthy of praise, high, exalting praise forever and ever. So even our closest relationships have to be curbed. School, work, success, riches, comforts, holidays, vacations. Here's another big one that's today is health and fitness. We give all of these things praise, and sometimes we give them too much praise and too much time and too much adoration. When in all reality, they're distracting lights. They're not the true light. They're actually distracting us from the greatness of the one who is the true light. And that's frustrating. You know, we're coming upon the 20-year anniversary of 9-11. And I remember that day very well in my mind. I was in college when that happened. I remember all the events of that day. It's just when something that big happens, you tend to remember the events of that day. And so I remember that day. But I was, you know, watching a documentary recently on that and remembering once again what happened that day. And I realized the World Trade Center was enormous. And they, they talked in this documentary about how big it was and how strong it was supposed to be and how... And the power symbol that it meant here in America because of our finance and, you know, capitalism and things like that. And yet in a moment... In a matter of minutes, they were knocked to the floor, and they didn't exist anymore. And that's a good representation of what this earth offers us. Something looks strong and flashy and can capture our attention, and in a moment, it can be gone. And therefore, we have to curb our enthusiasm, our, our praise, and our exaltation of those things. And I'm going to be honest with you guys, that's frustrating. That's frustrating that I can't get too passionate about anything in this life because it's fragile and temporary and stained in sin. It's not worthy of my praise and my passion to that high degree. In fact, this is kind of the basis of my testimony. Some of you have heard my testimony, but let me share just a beginning part of it. When I was in my mid-20s, I was trying to find something to be passionate about. Because everybody in my life who was a friend and loved one and sibling and parent was all passionate about something, giving their lives to something. And I hadn't found that something yet. I was trying to find a relationship with a girl or, you know, a job, some kind of hobby, some something to give myself to. And even though I was a professing Christian, the Lord was not on the top of that list. And I don't really know why, but it, it's a really sad uh, part of my story. But I was trying to give myself to something fully. I wanted to be passionate about something. I wanted to have a purpose. I wanted to live for something grand. So I remember sort of chasing a few things like relationships and jobs and things like that and thinking if I found the right person or if I found the right thing, I could fully give myself to that and that would feel good to give myself fully to something. I remember in the middle part of my 20s, I was doing this podcast. Interestingly enough, maybe you, some of you have heard of this already, but I was doing a sports podcast in my mid-20s and it was based on basketball and humor and me and my friend were doing it just as a hobby. But little by little, we started to get popular, and we started to get subscribers pouring in. And this is before YouTube or anything that could you know, really get us a lot of viewers. So we were actually getting 
pretty famous. In fact, we were getting subscribers all over the world from the Prague, uh, the Czech Republic. We were getting them from Germany. We were getting them from Europe. I mean, people were subscribing and emailing us, and it was getting really big. And I remember thinking in my mid-20s, this is perfect. I love sports. I love humor. This is right up my alley. This is what I'm going to give myself to. This is what I'm going to be passionate about. I'm going to do this. I'm going to pour everything I have into it, and it's going to be great. Well, it was during that season of my life that the Lord was drawing my attention back to the true light, the Lord Jesus Christ, capturing my attention and focusing my eyes and my brain and my heart upon the Lord Jesus. And I remember looking at him, thinking about him, thinking that he alone is the only one worthy of my everything. And then I looked at that little podcast that I was doing that I was so passionate and excited about, and it lost its luster so quickly in comparison to the Lord Jesus. And all of a sudden, I didn't care about it. It was a distracting light, and I realized it was a distracting light. And even though it was fun and we were getting popular, I just didn't care about it. I realized it was fragile, temporary, useless, vain, whatever word you want to use. And I told my friend, I don't want to do it anymore. And I told him it very abruptly. And we, we went from really popular and gaining a lot of subscribers to stopping cold turkey and never doing it again because I didn't want to do anything in my life that was towards a distracting light. I wanted it to be for something real. And the only thing that I could think about at that moment was the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's when, fast forward a year later, I gave myself to full-time ministry and I said, Lord, you're the only one worthy of this praise. You're the only one worthy of all my sacrifice. You're the only one worthy of this kind of exaltation and passion and energy. And I don't want to give myself to anything else that won't last, that isn't great. I want to give it to the one who is great. And that I don't get the glory for that. The Lord gets the glory for that. He is the one who set my eyes upon the true light, the Lord Jesus Christ. But listen to this passage from Colossians that I memorized and I love and I think about it a lot and it talks about our Lord Jesus and it talks about his greatness. Just listen to this. It says in Colossians 1 verse 15, he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be supreme or preeminent. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. Do you notice the language of that passage? Jesus is the first and the last. He is the beginning. He is the end. He is everything in between. He is the creator. He is the reason that everything is created. He is the one that is holding everything together. He is the only one who is eternal. He alone is the one worthy of our praise. In fact, all the truly powerful and scary things of this life, and there are many, whether it be people or scary weather. We've had a lot of scary weather lately and and it's, it's making people scared. Or, or COVID-19. There's another scary thing we faced recently. A lot of scary things going on right now. A lot of powerful people out there with, with, with some really big weapons and 
and money and power. And, and there's a lot of things out there that are scary. But every single one of them will or will one day bow toward the Lord Jesus Christ. They will give homage and praise and adoration to the one who created them, to the one who is their God, to the one who rules their entire lives. And that Lord is my Savior, and he shed his blood for me. I mean, that is a wild thought. That everything truly scary and powerful in this life will bow to the Lord Jesus Christ because he is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And that person is the one who stepped on the cross to pay for my sins. And if he wasn't worthy because of who he is and his greatness and the fact that he's the creator and the sustainer, the beginning and the end and everything in between, he is to be supreme because of who he is, the Son of God, the Messiah, the Christ. If he's not worthy for that reason, he's certainly worthy for the reason of what he's done for me and what he's done for you. And the point of this podcast is for us to focus upon the true light. At that baseball game, Gleyber Torres captured our attention for a few moments and then we realized he's not worthy of all our praise. He's not worthy of all our attention. Even the autograph, the luster wore off. But every time I think about the Lord, every time I dwell upon the Lord's greatness, I can't go high enough. I can't go deep enough. I can't go great enough into how magnificent he is and how magnificent he is to my soul and beautiful and valuable he is to my life. I can't go great enough. And that's when you go back to the passage in Psalm 145 where the psalmist says, I will extol you, my God and King, and bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you and praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. And his greatness is unsearchable. Are we being distracted by the distracting lights? The things of this world, the celebrities, the hobbies, the relationships, school, work, success, riches, health, fitness, whatever it is. Are you giving your praise and your adoration to something that eventually is going to collapse like the towers did in 9-11 and exist no longer? And all of your passion and energy that you gave to those things won't matter anymore because they're gone. Are you giving too much praise? Praise at all to things that are sinful, things that are temporary, things that are earthly? Or will you set your mind and your heart upon the only one who is worthy of all praise, all adoration, all sacrifice? And will you say, like I said in my early 20s and I reaffirmed to the Lord the other night, you get all of me. You get all of me. You alone are worthy of my praise and my sacrifice, and you alone are worthy of my entire life. You get all of me. I mean it, I want it, and I want everyone who's listening to want it as well. But you can only have it if you will focus your attention upon the one who was worthy and get your eyes off of the distracting lights. I hope that would be a help to you today. Not to condemn the things that you are doing, but to put them in the right perspective. And to realize that you have a Lord just like I have a Lord. You have a Savior just like I have a Savior. And he alone is the greatest of all. And he alone is the one who died for you. Focus your attention upon him. Praise him as much as you can. Serve him as much as you can. Sacrifice for him as much as you can. And it will always, always, always pay off for the rest of eternity. I hope this has been a blessing to you. Thanks for tuning in. God bless. Thanks for listening to the Wyoming Valley Church Podcast. Join us for worship Sunday mornings beginning at 1030. We're located in the Dolphin Plaza on Highway 315 in Wilkesbury. 
Learn more about us at wyomingvalleychurch.org. Wyoming Valley Church, a place where all are welcome.